Well, howdy! This podcast is a proud member of the Podcon Go Network. Podcon Go. Family-friendly shows that are fun for everyone. Welcome to Elderberry Tales. Get your favorite lamp and light it. It's time for a story. Today's story is Aladdin, adapted from the original version by Elaine Lindy. Part 3 This is Part 3 of the Aladdin story from the Arabian Nights. If you haven't listened to Parts 1 and 2 yet, you should go listen to those first, so that this one will make more sense. The princess gave Nadia one of the sleeping potions in her stock. She told Nadia that when the vizier returned that night, she must pour the sleeping potion into his wine. He would fall into a sleep so deep that he would not be awakened by any noise. That is what she did. When the wicked man was snoring, Nadia The princess and Aladdin searched everywhere for the magic lamp. At last, they found it. The lamp in his hands again, Aladdin said, Now I can make a second wish. I am going to wish for this castle and everyone in it to go back to the sultan's kingdom. Except for the vizier. Wait, said the princess. Leave me behind, too. Aladdin urged her to come with him, but the princess would have none of it. She liked too well the life of freedom she led. Aladdin did not like at all that she would be left behind with the vizier, but she assured him the vizier would not awaken for hours, and she would have plenty of time to get far away. So Aladdin rubbed the lamp and stated his wish to the genie. In a whoosh, Aladdin, the palace, and Nadia were all transported back to the very spot where the palace had stood before. The sultan was delighted to have his daughter back, or you might say, the young woman he believed to be his daughter, covered as she was in scarves. We will hold the wedding in three days, the sultan said to Aladdin. Yet a sadness was growing in Aladdin's heart. Nadia was indeed a nice young woman, and pleasant to look at, too. But there was something about that woman who rode the camel train, selling perfumes and potions. He could not get out of his mind the sound of her laugh, her clever mind, and the comfort of her company. At last, he rubbed the lamp. Master, said the genie, is it mountains of jewels you want for your third wish? Power over all the neighboring lands? Or the strength of one hundred men? None of that, said Aladdin. I wish you to take me to that young woman I met, the camel rider, the seller of perfumes and potions. But, master, this is your third and last wish, said the genie. What if you were to offer this woman your heart, and she didn't choose you back? You'll miss your chance to marry the sultan's daughter and become a prince. I don't care, said Aladdin. I must share with her what is in my heart. 
Whatever comes of it, so be it. So Aladdin made his third and last wish and was taken to the true princess. In her travels, she was not all that far from the sultan's land, as it turns out. Aladdin shared his true feelings to her, and she returned the same feelings. She told him her story, that she had been born a princess, but now was happier living as a traveling merchant. Aladdin said he wanted nothing better than to spend the rest of his days with her by his side. And so they agreed to marry, and together ride the camel train, selling potions and perfumes from town to town. And then, such surprising news. Aladdin and the princess learned that the sultan had suddenly died. Said Aladdin to his new bride, Since your father is gone, would you return now to your father's palace? We could rule the kingdom together, side by side. As a last goodbye to their life on the camel train, Aladdin and the princess mixed a very special magical potion. In a cloud of smoke, a magic carpet appeared. And on this magic carpet, Aladdin and the princess flew back to the palace. Nadia was very pleased to see them. She gladly stepped down to serve again as lady-in-waiting to the princess. For the rest of their lives, Aladdin and the princess ruled the kingdom wisely and well, and they lived happily ever after, as should you. When I listen to this story, I think the thing that amazes me the most is how different everyone is. Like, the genie offers you three wishes, and then he listens to what your wishes are. He doesn't automatically give you money. He doesn't automatically make you strong. He doesn't automatically have you marry the prince or the princess. Instead, he listens to your wishes. Because everyone would wish for something different. Think about the variety of wishes that are in this story. A feast on gold plates? That turned out to be such a clever wish. Ooh, I was so impressed when the mother sold the dishes afterwards. Man, she's smart. The golden palace? 40 trays of jewel fruit carried by 40 servants? Or even just take me to the one that I love. Aladdin's final wish. That was a great wish. So I have two questions for you. The first question, you probably have already guessed that I'm going to ask this. I want to know what you would wish for if you had only three wishes. What would they be? Okay, those are good wishes. And here's my second question. What do you think happened to the lamp? As soon as Aladdin asks for his third wish, 
uh, the lamp just isn't in the story anymore. Do you think it automatically went back to the cave where he found it for the next person to find? If so, the vizier does know where it is. Or do you think it just dropped onto the ground when Aladdin was transported to the princess's side? Or what? This story is part of the fairy tale collection at storiestogrowby.org. It's an updated adaptation of a story that appears in the Arabian Nights and is credited originally to a Syrian storyteller. Thanks to Elaine Lindy and the team at Stories to Grow By for making these stories available for me to share with you. And thanks to you for listening to Elderberry Tales. I'll see you next week.